<laughs> they're gonna be flailing my arms. <laughs> you look like you know that the the man with the arms outside the Texaco garage. She's like, help me, help me. And that's my day job. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasts are not a visual medium. Why are we still flailing our arms? Because <laughs> we're making something small, fun, and big. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh my god. Okay, okay. I think we should get into it. Yeah. Are you ready? Per. Okay, let's go. We're here. We're queer. And we're busy doing real, real hot, hot girl, girl shit. shit. <laughs> I'm Claire. And I'm Connor. And this is Real Hot Girl Pod, a podcast about embodying the hot girl attitude in a queer, inclusive space. Oh, Claire, thank you so much. To any listeners out there, hopefully you've heard the earlier episodes and you know what we're about. But let's do a quick recap. As hot girls in training, we are striving to unapologetically be ourselves and love ourselves. Why are we saying girl in 2023? We are taking a back baby from the patriarchy as an all-gender term. I've always heard that people hang out at Walmart. Why? What is Walmart? <laughs> High ride. Hi. That was a quote from The Simple Life. Do you love it? That's hot. Sada, 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 sada. Okay. <laughs> I may have watched a few Simple Life compilations <laughs> on my lunch break and I've forgotten how much I loved them. Uh, they were so cute. Honestly, like a Such thing of its own souls. time. Oh, amazing. Just giggles glory. Also, sorry, 20 minute episodes. Bring anything that's 20 minutes episodes back because those shows you binge love that girls oh my god I love that you're acting that you don't binge one hour episodes yeah but I could get through more do... if they were shorter <laughs> <laughs> could you though because we all do that like couldn't commit to a movie definitely don't have the time eight episodes of Blow Deck later oh no <laughs> it's 2am <laughs> anyway hello rides we have just about come down from our post Megan night high Woo! and we are ready to make January as hot as it can be Oh uh, yes, our guest this week is real hawker Kean Sullivan of Sister That Pod. Um, he will be joining us to walk that fucking dock and chat all things Drag Race season fifteen. I am so excited. We have been working on some ways that you can make the most of your January with as little dough as possible. That's kind of a little bit of a theme for this episode. And mm-hmm. um, what did we say we were going to call it? The simple life of being a hot girl. It is absolutely. Yeah, That's why that we works. quote at the start. Wow. <laughs> Aha, uh-huh. <laughs> that is some real hot girl shit. Real hot girl shit. Now, Claire Bear, what's happening over there with the hot girl newsy bits? Oh my God, no one has called me Claire Bear in about 15 years. That is so cute. <laughs> Hot Girl Newsy Bits. There's loads going on, most of it in the world of music, which always makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to start with the unofficial Queen of Ireland and her new song? Golden Rose, Queen of Mayday, Mayday, we're going down. Except we're coming <laughs> right back up. Seema has released a new song, Mayday, and... It, of course, is a banger. Um, now, Claire, did you, uh, you have a bit of a context what it's kind of all about as well. You sent me something on Instagram. I did. Let me look it back up because obviously you didn't bother saving it and I just went <laughs> it and moved on with my life. Um, so this is a song. She has been performing it live. If you were at her live shows recently, you would have seen it. And also she was teasing a little video just with the, the dress have gone from green to burning. It's a brilliant song. It's actually a song about climate change. And she said she was setting out to write a very sexy song about climate change, you know, kind of wants to take a big issue and distill it down and talk about it she talked about how her boyfriend was on tour this was on a post on her instagram yesterday about her boyfriend being on tour
tour flying into a country that was being evacuated for forest fires at the time and Texan was like hey cool the runway's on fire we're about to land now she did also Connor give us some not so good news we know mm. she had to cancel some shows in Cork there before Christmas and she has had some throat issues as she put it in her post unfortunately my larynx is in its flop era so she basically <laughs> needs to she also injured her neck on tour being on tour is extremely hard by all accounts as a musician like on the body yaddy yaddy as well as on the mind soul spirit bank account everything so she basically needs to take a little bit of time and just get herself well again so she has gifted us this beautiful new song mayday which i've just listened to about 20 times already today it's so wonderful (laughs) and yes so she was like here's a song chat to you soon i'll be back when i'm feeling better Honestly, I can't believe that my um, number one artist of Spotify 2022 has just came out with a new song. Looks like 2023 is going to be very similar, kind of Spotify wrapped. Yeah, that is going to be my second most played song of the year so far. My first played is that Young Marco track that I sent to you that came out last Friday. I listened to it. I nearly fell off my chair. Like, it just tickles the silly part of my brain. I can't stop listening to it. If you need some silly serotonin injected into your January, go listen to Young Marco, what you say. And don't skip ahead. Wait for the drop because that's the silliest part. Now, Claire, what else have we got in Real Hawker News Bits? Mary Lou MacDonald has come out to say that she supports her transgender sister and says she is on a learning curve on these issues. The Sinn Féin president's older sister transitioned in 2021 and Mary Lou MacDonald has come out in support of her sister. Um, she did an interview in the Sunday Times magazine, spoke about her older sibling who was assigned male at birth but transitioned in 2021 and she said everyone gets one life it's not a dress rehearsal so it's important that people are true to themselves and Woo! isn't it wonderful i think it's so important because we might go yeah cool good for her but it's actually really important when someone has a platform to come out and say something like that you know like it would say a lot more if she said nothing so fair play yeah yeah and i think and she'll probably get some shit for it i'm sure she has already so Speaking of people using their platform for important reasons, um, Claire, I have actually another bit of a uh, hot girl newsy bits to mention. Go on. So this, uh, this is another artist who is very much bringing up the leaderboard in already in my twenty twenty three um Spotify um most paid artists um the queen um the absolute icon Madonna is going back on tour, possibly her last one. Who bloody knows. I can't believe that she's doing it. Uh, and she literally just dropped a, I'm doing it on her Instagram today. Now, for all the Irish girlies out there, she did not put a Dublin date. Boo! But she did put um, London, I mean, Copenhagen, Stockholm, Barcelona, Lisbon, Paris, Paris, Cologne, Milan, Berlin, and Amsterdam across Europe. So we've got plenty of opportunities to go and have a big party somewhere else. Woo! But, Where are um, we going to go? Where are we going to go uh, see her? Let me see. Um, I'm going to immediately <laughs> veto Cologne. I went to see Robin and Cologne and they were the meanest crowds ever. <laughs> Do you remember when we went to see Lil Nas X? Oh, there was I, that girl that oh. like when you walked by, you you had the audacity to walk by her and she started giving you shit being like, I was here first. Honestly. Basically the whole crowd is like that. Oh God. In Cologne. Dickheads. Well, well, Sorry if you're from Cologne, but like lighten up. <laughs> sorry not sorry Uh, well I mean Clara what are you doing on Monday November the 6th am I flying to go see Madonna somewhere well Clara that's you're correct you're going to you're going to Lisbon woo 
So I've never <laughs> been to Lisbon. So I think oh, let's go to Lisbon. Have you been to Lisbon? I, know I have. Wrong. I'm just going to go with gorgeous. it. Gorgeous. Yeah, Lisbon, okay, Lisboa, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, Madonna is going back on tour. And um, I mean, the ticket prices are going to be absolutely outrageous. But like, come oh yeah, and she'll on. probably be like three hours on uh, late going on stage, and yeah. you know all the usual antics. But yeah, she's play none Madonna. of her classics. But you know so, what, bitch, we're, we're... she's Madonna. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my god! And speaking of um, hot girl artists, this is very musical week. Just to tie off now before we get into, I feel like this is bad news now that you're finishing off the, finishing off the news section with. I'm not happy about this at all. But anyway, go on. Tell well, um, the rumor <laughs> mill is of course bustling um, under the Twitter bussy and um, they're of course with Eurovision on the route up and people competing off to compete their countries. A rumor has been spread, Claire, back. Um, one of our ultimate hot girls, Rina Samanawa, has been apparently um, tipped off that she may be one of the ones uh, competing, well, not competing, being chalked into the mix for uh, representing the UK in Eurovision. Uh, I mean, very, very intense fans have been tracking her tour that she's currently on, or well, she will be on. And there seems to be a bit of a blip over summer, which apparently is when there's a lot of press, when there's a lot of like live recordings, a lot of movement around the Eurovision scene. And uh, people have said, you know, after last year, um, they got, you know, an amazing singer that um, has been in the public spotlight that uh, Rena is also, you know, a potential for it. It's not just, you know, newcomers and stuff like this to scene. I think uh, people are saying, putting their bets on the UK that uh, now that they're out of the EU, that they're, you know, bringing in a bit more of things to get that EU, um, you know, spotlight back on them. And yeah, Rena's thrown in the mix. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I can't cheer for her. I, I won't know. be cheering for her. I you know. know. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> you just do that. Anyway, you sing along. It could be. It could be for a different reason. She could have the gap of the schedule because she's booked in for some rhinoplasty, lip filler, cheek implants, chin implants, jaw shave, brow bone reduction, buckle fat removal, Botox, and eye lifts. <laughs> yeah, that's what we put a down as. Yeah, we'll that's a meme see. for anybody who has been off the internet for January. By the way, I'm not actually saying that Rena's getting worked done. She's beautiful. She doesn't need it. Oh my god, somebody hold that girl. Woo! Hot girls coming through. So Connor, were you a naughty boy or did you do your homework this week? Oh my god, well Claire, you'll never guess what. Connor has been scrupulous and tight as a asshole. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you're talking to. Um over the last week. Yes, I actually did stay to my homework. I was very much on the plane of oh my god January is so hard and tough um, and I have actually been like super okay this will spend things here and like this like little money's gonna sit there and we're, we're still in the black we haven't dropped in the red yet I mean we still do have um this week until next week uh, until I get paid but um, yeah I actually kept my homework um, and didn't do the usual thing where I was like Oh, I'm just going to get a coffee or just going to get this. Uh, turns out whenever you um, need to save money, you can do do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've been doing my homework. What about you, Claire? Sorry, before we move on to me, you must have been incredibly good the whole rest of the week. 
because on Friday night, which we will get into in a while, if you recall, I was bringing that bit up. <laughs> if you recall, uh, standing in the queue for the lighthouse, we decided we get a bottle of wine. I had had a very busy work week, and I said, "Mom's going to treat you. Don't worry, I'm going to get this." And you know, it was giving chic. It was giving eleganza. It was giving yes. two friends with their little share of popcorn and their lovely bottle of Malbec. And what happened, Connor Finn? <laughs> well, I think we made it through <laughs> 30 minutes of the film. Um, and Then you did what? I just got thirsty. One of my friends went to the toilet. I immediately texted him and went, bring back another bottle of Revolution. <laughs> And uh, that's, yeah, that's kind of where things went downhill a little bit. But, 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 but I can rationale the spending because it was a gorgeous night. And also, it was a gorgeous I night. do have well, a heart of the week to uh, rationale having uh, been able oh to God, spend that little bit more. Oh my God, that I didn't did realize you win the lotto? After. What are you getting me? Okay, we'll, we'll, keep it for, we'll keep it for later. We're going to get into Megan in a minute. But very quickly, what was my homework again? Keep think... smashing January and enjoy the shit out of Megan. Yep. <laughs> Tick and tick. <laughs> Don't end up. Hot or not. Okay, you've kept us in suspense enough. Connor Finn, what is your hot or not of the week? Go. Okay, well, Claire, you're going to be shocked with this. I don't actually think I'm a not of the week. It's been a very hot week. Yes. Let's get into it. Uh, my not last week was that apparently um, I thought I had a wisdom tooth coming up. But Claire, since then, we've been to dance. We found out Connor's won the dental lottery and his wisdom teeth will never come up. And he's perfect. Woo! Uh- I'm so happy about that and I just I love that you text me you send me a voice note being like oh my god I'm on my way to the dentist and my wisdom tooth's coming up and it's going to be so spenny and so painful and I sent you back maybe he'll just say Connor your teeth are perfect it was just a little bit of fluff on there you're fine and then like an hour later you were like you'll never guess what (laughs) I'm better than all you bitches yes so that is one of my hots of the week a second hot of the week is Whenever my homework does not be spending because the money was tight, real hot girls do their tax returns. Oh, revenue uh, did me dirty, but I got them back. I overpaid Claire back over 500 euro in tax (gasps) in last year. Oh my God. Congratulations. That landed into my bank account. And also, I've uh, also uh, put in to claim tax on for any renters out there in Ireland you can claim back on the rent um, up to 500 quid um, if you've paid over 2,500 euro in the last whatever how many months like maybe like six months or something like that uh, which of course Ireland being extortionate that anyone in absolutely Dublin, yeah. have yeah so um, that is also waiting to come through I thought it was the rent but turns out I just paid too much tax <laughs> Oh my God, unbelievable. Now, for the hot girls out there that were unaware that overpaying on your tax was a thing, did you have to do anything? Did you have to fill in a form or did they just go, oh, sorry, we, here's the money back? <laughs> no, of course it didn't say here's money. Um, okay. No, I so absolutely had know. to go. Well, I went on to revenue.ie. I filled out my tax uh, return, which is usually just like, okay, does this look right to you? Does this look right to you? Is this the amount of money you're paying uh, or getting getting paid um, if that is a salary? And uh, 
is this your bank details you basically just fill it out it's very quick and simple and there's also you know tax credits that you can claim for what i did was for one the rent ones but hopefully that's come through but yeah and then it basically goes through all the payments for your year and your salary and goes um have we been paying you correctly or have you been paying us correctly that's stunning do you know what i've never like been paying tax since i was whatever whenever you're legally allowed to work 15 or something <laughs> and i've never done that so that is real hot girl information thank you very much connor finn i think there's now you wouldn't need to know this because apparently you have perfect teeth in the mouth of a beautiful god <laughs> but for the rest of us that have normal teeth you can claim back your dental and you can claim back a bunch of other shit as well so yeah Maybe so, we'll find like a hot girl financial expert to come. Honestly, and fuck, I think we all need that. Episodes. It'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think so. Um, and now, Claire, we have a joint extra hot for the week, don't we now? Yeah, I'm going to say first my, I, I just had a general very hot week last week to start off with. It was very much, it was very much just a bit of everything that I like to do. So <laughs> I had the stage show, we had the six stage shows. That was so much fun. Um, we had, you know, we were doing bits for the pod. We were doing some interviews. That was obviously really fun. Had a really nice DJ set that I did. A couple of really nice radio shows. Basically, I was doing all of my favorite things all last week. So I don't think I have an out of the week at all. It was all perfect. And so, yeah, very hot week. I wouldn't be able to do it every week unless I had a momager. And I don't do it every week, so I don't need a momager. So, you know, but it was just one of those weeks where it was like, bam, 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 doing all of my favorite things. But of course, the absolute hot of the hot part of the week was <laughs> Megan Knight. Megan! Oh my God, our first ever hot girl meetup for the real hot girl pod we all went to the lighthouse we all went to see megan and uh, like where do i even start first of all thank you to everyone who came thank it was you so much fun. Mm-hmm. yeah it was so nice to meet you honestly it was a glorious evening i think it was the perfect friday the 13th we came out we um you had a bit of mishaps uh with uh a clark oh sorry so i actually did have a nod of the week i did manage to get myself clapped outside work my entire fault i pulled into the loading bay in the van and just kind of forgot and went off doing the i was you know putting the final touches to my megan costume so of course that escalated into well it makes sense to leave the car there pick it up in the morning might mm-hmm. as well have a couple of drinks with the hot girls and go mm-hmm. see megan but yes. then what happened was <laughs> we went and saw, had the greatest cinematic experience of our whole entire lives honestly so i feel like every gay in dublin if they weren't in the cinema on Friday night, I saw them all putting their stories up on the Saturday. I think everyone has seen it by now. But if you haven't, my God, go and see Megan. Get the gang together and just go and have a giggle. It is, I, I it was just so much fun. Like, Honestly, the whole experience was so fun. Audience reaction like no other. I've never been in a theatre where, like, whenever the villain, Megan, turns around, clearly is going to, like, cut some bitch. And everybody goes, ooh, or goes, woo! Like, we, there's a girl, like, I mean, I was very partial to this, screaming, yeah! Uh, And there was (laughs) also a girl that we couldn't quite spot. You just heard, 
uh, gay screams um, from around the cinema of like, get her! (laughs) Like, it was... (laughs) Get her, Jade! Someone (laughs) I loved. At some some stage, someone, it might have been me, I don't think it was, but someone just went, gay rights! (laughs) It was so good. Honestly, had never been more entertained in a cinematic experience. Rory Cashin put it to a T. If that's the level of entertainment bar set for 2023 films we're in for a very good year oh my god i don't even care about every other film like ever again no it's um it was honestly it was just it was so fun it was really wholesome but also connor finn we are so lucky that we didn't break bones in each other's hands because i swear to god you know that little bit of tension music that comes in for a horror film our two little paws just reaching over the popcorn to clasp each other's hands in a death grip i think at one stage you had my hand clasped but then i had you like my arm across you like pinning you to your seat i was there for like 15 minutes and then we realized oh god yeah we no circulation in our hands we need to let go. yeah honestly it was um a mixture of the giggles the excitement as i said it felt like you're younger and you're you know going to see like one of the Harry Potter films that you'd read all about you knew everything about and you're just excited to see it and it still had that thrill of it except everybody honestly. was gay and we're in a cinema and I was pissed and we had wine and the best time um, <laughs> but I honestly I think the last time I had that level of hyperactivity was probably as a child at a birthday party you know when the rich kid in class has the birthday party and it has the bouncy castle mm. the clown all of the sweets you can have everything and you're just you're so hyper and so excited people are getting sick because they're just so hyperactive and full of sugar that's how it felt like when we got back to the cobblestone we were just like ah, like hyperactive children honestly and, Jesus. but you were sensible you went home with your man after last orders <laughs> i went into the george <laughs> i have no regrets i had such a fun night well here i such mean such a fun if- night I mean, what a night to remember. And I mean, hopefully that sets the bar very high for some of our um, next bits of uh, hot girl, you know, realness that we will be getting into this year. Yeah, so we did tell you that we wanted to see you in person this year, Rides, and we are doing it. If you didn't make it to the film on Friday, we are going to be doing our first live podcast in March you have to keep <laughs> listening till the end and then we'll give you more details but honestly if you haven't seen Megan please go and see it it is such a giggle um, a couple of people were messaging me on Instagram saying oh is it really gory and scary and it's like no it's a high camp horror comedy like you're not gonna be scared you're gonna be rolling around in your seat having a bull um but yeah if you missed our megan special episode with rory cashin last week go back and listen to that as well he's just such a hot girl i'd listen to him talk about film all day <laughs> exactly honestly yeah and you know what follow on top of socials as well because we we had a lot of fun out there we had a lot oh of hot God, girls did. yeah yeah and uh we'll be we'll be dripping your summer some exciting things to come on come on fuck me sometime <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl. So, Connor, 
Mm-hmm. We are deep in January. So not deep. everyone has energy. Not everyone has a lot of money. But you can <laughs> still be the hottest of hot girls if mm-hmm. you join our cult. Just kidding. Woo! This is definitely not a cult. Um, <laughs> no, we want to talk about um, the simple things, the simple life of being a hot girl. Mm-hmm. Um, January is the perfect time because we're all slowing down a little bit. And just to get into that habit of finding joy in the little things. Mm. So, you know, making an occasion just because I know we've already talked about how much we loved our Megan night, but I love the fact that whenever that trailer came out, when would it have been like October? Yeah, we decided we decided we were going to have a Megan night on the opening night and we talked about it regularly like, between <laughs> now and then. And it was just such a lovely thing to look forward to, you know, or friend, our friend Nidge and my friend Sarah, who you haven't met yet in November, we were having dinner for Nidge's birthday and however it came up, we decided that myself and another DJ pal, were going to teach the two of them how to DJ and we mm-hmm. were going to have a DJ battle. So in February, we're having a DJ battle. The two of them are going to play their first ever gig. We haven't got around to teaching them how to push the <laughs> buttons yet, but they've picked the kind of vibe they want to go for. But we kept that birthday WhatsApp group going and they're doing like they're chatting shit. It's like getting ready for the wrestling match or something. And it's been going on for months and it's been such a source of joy before we even have the date confirmed, you know. So I just think there's little things that you can do to make something mundane really special. Like you're queer, lean into it, make a production out of it. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I think that is one of the biggest things that we've definitely found is making something putting aside the time for something that like it's not a oh we must do that or that'll be funny just book it into your diary i mean bring it out of the group chat and make it official is basically the best way like for me even i know that i was going oh my god mm, it's getting very tight um and my friend um who has been over in london the last couple of months living her best life it was always her dream to do a bit of living in london she is coming back now to save up to move away um and i was like how have i not been over when are you free as soon as she gave me a day i booked it straight away so now i mean after chit-chatting all the way through uni about oh we have to do london together whatever like this we finally will get it done um and it's because i dedicated a bit of time and said I'm not going to let this slip by. Um, sipping with my fingers all the time. Um, I'm going to be <laughs> a hot girl that um, came into a little bit of money and I was able to do that. But if you're not a hot girl with, you know, um, much budget to work with, what are some things that we you could maybe do instead to, you know, live that simple life? Sorry, just uh, a hot girl that came into a little bit of money is giving my billionaire 94-year-old husband accidentally (laughs) fell into the pool. I'm sad, but also loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Marry Um, and kill him out. Yeah. (laughs) So little things. Here's a lovely free thing. Uh, Was it last week that the two of us were falling asleep at our desks in the stuffy office and we said that we were going to go out for a walk? Three laps of Stephen's Green later, fresh as little daisies, God had our little gossip and then smashed through the rest of our days. Absolutely. That was so nice. (laughs) And I think this is one that I kind of took away from living, I suppose, that we all did through COVID as well. It was set inside, like, those things were like, 
we were so looking forward to something coming in that we would book anything we would you know plan everything and I think we all went ham at it so much that we kind of forgot that yes we those, did the, but in the best possible way but in a kind of like thing where you're not you, you kind of were like oh I'll always meet up with that person or I'll, I'll do this or I'll go for those walks and I find myself kind of falling out of those habits of making time to look forward to something and making time because instantly my world was like I can go to anything I can go do what I want again um but like I said book a tie with that friend or even going okay like well will we go do this in terms like even like a date night or oh will we book you know this little thing like I'll make dinner here we'll make that kind of like a nice little event you bring the wine I bring you know whatever like this it's making as you said the little things a little bit more purposeful and uh, making sure that you you, you take account because um, I mean yesterday is a past uh, if, uh, the future is a mystery but today is a gift that's what we call the present ah Connor no ah. I just got sick in my mouth a little bit yeah so just little things that you can do just yeah put stuff in the diary it could be going for a walk with a friend it could Mm. be so the boat people one of them started a games night so it's once a fourth night it's not a big commitment and it's literally just go we will either go down to the pub or onto one of the boats and everyone brings a board game and we just play board games but like the one for Monday just gone now I actually I had a stinking headache and I missed a really fun work event and I missed games night because I had to go to bed early but (laughs) we had two weeks notice and it was a really nice thing because every so often like every few days someone in the group chat would be like I'm really looking forward to games night you know we could easily have just said it an hour before but it's just I don't know I think it's like you said it's nice having something in the diary well I was going to say for maybe the hot girls out there that um are living the on the larger side of life um a way that always to have fun is to maybe give it all up and travel the country around on a in, in a car and uh pick up jobs in random places just like Parson Nicole that's another way to be a hot girl <laughs> Oh, I didn't know where that was going. It was like living on the larger side of life. What is that? Um, I was trying to be like... If, if you're really rich, yeah. that's what you're trying to say. It's <laughs> like, Connor, you can say fat. It's not a bad word. But, okay, oh my God. I see where you were going there. I was trying to say, if you're Paris and Nicole living up and you're like, I'm having a great no, I time. Get it, I get it. I wonder, is it as wholesome as I remember? Because I loved that show at the time, but also, you know, Naughties. It was a pretty violent time to be a teenager, <laughs> particularly if you're a woman. So I don't know if I would be a bit horrified looking back at it. You know, it was only I'm sending you those memes today that I was like, oh, my God, Nicole Richie was the chubby one. She was mm. considered fat and she's probably size 12. Literally you know? like it's insane. Just- and then finally, Connor Finn, because mm-hmm. we are not, this is not a cult. This is not about toxic Absolutely positivity. Not. This is genuinely about us, hot girls in training, mm-hmm. trying to make everyone's lives a little bit hotter. Okay. And mm-hmm. I personally think that there is something that in small amounts is very pleasurable. And I am going to propose, <laughs> propose, it got very Canadian there propose. for a minute. I'm going to propose a rebrand of an in moderation doom scroll you know when it's been just a busy day you've had a Mm. lot going on and you're like i actually just want to take my brain out of my head pop it on the seat beside me and scroll tiktok or whatever Mm. for 15 minutes you can set a timer if you want so here's what we're doing are you ready for this go for it we're not doom scrolling we're internesting (laughs) 
That's right. Jesus. We're going to get a little blanket. We're going to get some snacks. We're going to get cozy. And we are going to internest for 15 minutes. And then we're going to get up and go about our day. And if it goes on longer than 15, that's okay. Because you've done it intentionally. You've said, this is what I want to do with whatever amount of time. And I'm going to enjoy it because life is hard and stressful. And if you do it intentionally, you're not going to feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. Internesting. I mean, That's if hot it girl gives shit. You, if it gives you the giggles, if it gives you the good bumps, I'm, and if you can just associate for those 15 minutes having a little scroll, hey, hey, that's a real hot girl shit. Exactly. <laughs> now, one thing that can be very, very hot, again, because our lives are stressful and we have a lot going on and, you know, the climate is getting warmer, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to put your cozy clothes on you got to get your snacks get your blanket get your pals on your phone to be texting in real time with your reactions if you want to or do by yourself some reality tv sometimes it's a little bomb for the soul mm-hmm. so we have invited the extremely hot keen sullivan of sissy that pod who is a drag race fanatic and expert and we're gonna have a chat with him Woo! hot girls coming through i have a little intro are you ready Oh, exciting. Okay. Hold on. Get ready for the drama. Okay. It's C-I-A-N. Four letters, two vowels, and he's here to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race! Woo! <laughs> talk about that fucking pod. <laughs> you better walk that fucking pod, Keen Sullivan. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be feeling my hot girl. Oh, oh my God. You are such a hot girl. We love you so much. And um, it's so lovely to have you on our pod since you were kind enough to have us on your pod. <laughs> Of course, of course. Happy to be here. Um, so not much has changed since uh, we were on Sissy That Pod talking about uh, Drag Race UK season four. Uh, I have been glued to the new <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, like soaking up every second of it, soaking up all the discourse. And Connor has been just basically sending the bit, like I sent I sent him the talent show so he knows about Walk That Fucking Duck and that's about it. Um, yeah. So two okay. sides, two sides. <laughs> yeah, you basically create like, a spark notes version of drag race yeah that he really well you yeah. know like there's i think i think i'm kind of probably like your keen is on one side of the spectrum of drag race connor is near the other i'm probably somewhere in the middle eh, probably more on Keen's side but you know it's yeah. representative of you know not everybody is as obsessed with drag race as some of us are so Look, it's good to be inclusive of our audience <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So keen. And the theme of this episode is finding the joy in January and just the joy in the little things. One of the biggest little things that brings me joy is getting stuck into RuPaul's Drag Race. So we're now 15 years in. Does Drag Race still bring you joy? Absolutely. Like I definitely have to say it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time, if not the uh, my favorite TV show of all time. I guess I do view it slightly differently now that it's kind of my job to create this podcast around it but you know I would have stopped doing it if I if I didn't like it uh so yeah it always brings me joy I there's something just about you know the characters that they cast and the art that's created in the show and the stories that are told that it's just so endearing and you know as a queer person it's always so brilliant to see yourself reflected 
on screen. So yeah, it's still a source of joy for me. Unfortunately, it's only 40 minutes of joy this season. Okay, it really feels short and I really feel like the queens are being done dirty because they're putting all of this time and effort, like the planning and everything that goes on to these runway looks and they're barely getting the screen time. It's like, sorry, we didn't even see mm. the back of that outfit, let alone like, you know, I'm not even <laughs> sure which one that was, you know, it really feels unfair. Yeah. It does. And I kind of feel, and this is my, this is, you know, we used to have a segment on the show, James's Conspiracy Corner. And now that he's left the show, I feel I need to take up that mantle and take, get the tinfoil out of the drawer. But I feel like they filmed it as if it's going to be a 90 minute episode. And then they got this big deal with MTV and the money came calling and they were like, all right, guys, cut it up. We need 40 minutes out of this. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Because why cast 16 queens if you knew it was only going to be 40 minutes? That's it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's given like Kelly Mantle like her somebody like brushing on their like makeup being like shit shit got 40 minutes go, no go ask Ornisha about it girl I'm doing my makeup wait ha, ha, wait Ornisha how was it growing up mama it was terrible like I feel like that's that's the kind of like the like just get an absolute out kind of like vibe that seems to be reverberating throughout the uh, drag sphere well the first two episodes weren't too bad because it was, it was a like split, a double yeah. Yeah, double like was it a two hour episode or two forty minutes? I can't Ooh. remember, but it felt like plenty of time. Anyway. It might have been two forty minutes, it, so maybe you're right. Maybe it was originally one ninety, and they're like, we can't, fit, like we cannot cut this mm. because it's not going to feature all the queens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, but yeah, so but this third episode that was aired last week, uh, yeah, that felt very short. But to be fair to them, they did give a. a, 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 a proportionate amount of time to mistress and malaysia discussing that was growing up in in sort of homophobic households i think mistress said it really well when she was talking about how her parents were encouraging her to pray the gay away and she was like my parents were my first bully and i like that like summarizes it so i had to do a pause and a cry when she said that because she was like imagine Mm. your family being your first bully i was like excuse me oh yeah no it was that was a really lovely moment and i think that it is so important because i know it's this huge big international franchise now but like it's still at its essence needs to have that the art but also the queer people seeing themselves reflected back Mm. now you went on a little bit of a jolly over to drag con with chris's (laughs) animal dumb looking stunning in your lovely hashtag spawn uh, outfits thank you Yes, dressed by ASOS. I said she. I said she messaged on her story. I was like, "Oh my god, your jacket is done." And then the next story, I was like, "Oh my god, it's a suit!" It's a suit. <laughs> Amazing. But one thing I loved, apart from the absolute just unbridled joy and the two of you just gleefully going around Dragcon having an absolute mm. ball, you asked the queens you um, the same question, which was, "What was the first series of Drag Race you ever saw?" So I wanted to ask you, what was your intro to Drag Race? Yeah. So. Um... My friends used to love Drag Race and I was like, oh, I don't know if that's for me. It sounds like it'll just be very (laughs) crude and lots of like stupid puns and I wouldn't really like it. And then I went over to visit a friend and we watched season six and I was like, oh my God, it is really crude and full of puns, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally everything I was hesitant about is what I ended up, no, it's not just the only thing I like about it, but Mm. I liked about it. And yeah, I just... It was just, it was on Netflix at the time and I was watching it and it was like, you know, just letting it roll. And basically I watched the whole season in a weekend and I moved on to season seven pretty much thereafter. So season six was my intro because that's what I was told at the time as 
the best season to start. Okay. And did you go back then and watch like from the start? Yes. Uh, definitely. I'm just trying to remember what order I did it in. I think I did six and seven and then I did four and five and then I did one, two and three. Okay. Because I'm trying to think because I think I saw one and two like when it was on the TV but they kind of mm. I was like oh nice whatever it didn't really kind of impact me it was just something that was happening yeah. um, and then it was was it season three was Sharon Needles four four okay so four then was the first one that really resonated with me because it was just whatever it was about mm. her I had never seen that style of drag before I had never um, seen somebody just like so unapologetically be themselves so much and it really like it kind of gave she kind of gave me confidence because I used to like I even like going on stage to do gigs and stuff people like what the fuck are you wearing and I'd be like oh you know and it kind of gave me a bit more confidence to be like no you can actually do what you want and it doesn't matter if people don't like it you know so that was even though I think I kind of watched it from the start I think like her season was the first one that really was like oh no I really love I love this you know that Connor was... do you remember your first one well I was about to say it was Ador Delano also in that season and Jujube was he was he no Jujubee's two or Adore Delano six. right well my started off with Jujubee and the reason was this may get me not really cancelled but this is like a definite <laughs> like this is definitely like a throwback to like the time and place of it all um I remember Shane Dawson um ooh, uh if anybody was part of that YouTube <laughs> era um celebrities uh talking about on his own podcast I think he had um one of the drag queens on but I was like what is this drag race like what is talking I didn't understand anything about it and I hadn't really been interested so me and my friends I think the ripe age of about 13 14 I maybe want to say um found it uh that season and uh we binged it in one go in one somebody's house like got out the crest and everything and from there like I think we just went started and then just went through the rest of the seasons which up to that stage, I'm pretty sure we caught up whenever six started to come out because that would have been um, Bianca Del Rio, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had the exact same situation where found one and then purged our entire like, what? <laughs> yeah, just gobbled it all in and uh, mm. then my deceit into madness. Um. <laughs> but when you said that, Claire about you know finding acceptance through the show in that like early few years of me watching the show like you know whatever that few month period that I binge all of them I definitely found like a lot of acceptance in my femininity which was not something that I was really openly embracing before like yeah I was out and I was gay but I was like kind of almost smugly clinging on to the adjective straight acting that we you know why are we really even using that adjective anyway and I don't think I'd ever really found hyper feminine men even attractive. And through that show, I'd just be able to like, obviously I was surrounded by all these hyper feminine men in, in most of the cases and I was loving everything they did and it really made me help appreciate and love my internal femininity as well. So there's so much goodness that can come with the show. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I think I can totally see where you're saying that in the earlier part of the episodes. Now I'm going to get this backwards so masculine femininity I think is what you're talking about there mm -hmm. so yeah. then I think I kind of I kind of wandered off from it for a while and I think it was a around the time that I'm uh, not from masculine femininity from drag race yeah. <laughs> um, kind of wandered off because I don't know I felt like there was a bit 
there was like too many spin-offs it was before mm. they kind of changed it from uh, made the best woman to made the best drag queen and there was a discourse around trans mm. queens and it made me a bit uncomfortable and I kind of went and wandered off but it was when I got hooked back in that I think there has been in more recent series a really good you know with the likes of got mick and stuff um there's been really good representation of the flip side of that which is feminine masculinity so i think as a queer woman watching it and um, there's been like a lot of representation and a lot of permission to be like you don't actually you know like you said perform being a certain way uh holding on to you know your former you know combat self or whatever and it just kind of gives you a bit more permission and I think that's really like the last few years in particular and I think when the UK franchise started as well that's something that really kind of struck me and I think is really beautiful to have it on a massive mainstream TV show yeah 100% I mean the show still has work to do I mean the you know we, we still are only maybe getting one trans contestant a season out of 16 we still have only had one a fab performer on it so far in the in the guise of victorious Mm -hmm. gone so there's definitely more that can be done and if you look at a competitor to the show something like dragula does do a better job at having a more diverse cast and even diverse viewpoints in drag but we're getting there yeah, slowly but surely. we are getting there um on that note of it being a huge mainstream international franchise i think so drag traditionally in the queer community it's about expression it's about freedom it's about subversion <clears throat> it's all of these things um but why do you think it has become such a phenomenon why do you think that there's so many cis het fans of the show that really like it has struck a chord with and they just and it's not just like oh this is gas like they really get it and they're really into it yeah, I mean, I guess there's several, several answers to that. Uh, fundamentally, it, it's very entertaining. We are kind of in a, still in the kind of almost every golden age of reality TV, but reality TV is, is kind of everywhere around us. But this is uh, still a competition. So you, you get to see people at the top of their game. Like, I guess it's one of the only reality TV shows where the people who are competing are actually professionals because in Bake Off and all these mm-hmm. other ones, they have to be amateurs. So these these are professionals who are competing against each other in this art form which is kind of designed to a be aesthetically pleasing and be entertaining and then of course they're all drag queens and they're so knowledgeable about pop culture and politics and the queer experience so it kind of has something for everybody the only reason why i don't think it's as big as love island is just due to people's closed-mindedness about the topic you know like i think when you hear RuPaul talk about it, I remember there was some like Emmy Award um, sort of promo thing because he was nominated. And he always says the show is about the tenacity of the human spirit, which I mean, is like, sure. OK, I mean, it isn't, it isn't. But, like, <laughs> it, you know, there's something there for everybody, depending if you want to be a superficial viewer or if you want to be, a, you know, want to delve in deep. There's kind of something for everybody. And I think that's yeah. probably why it's it's so big yeah this might be a hard question now King but do you have a favourite spin-off franchise outside of the original US um, do I have a favourite would be UK but I do think Canada is one of the better ones I just think Canada like I think the producers in Canada are the best in the world okay they they take typical challenges and they turn them upside down in their head mm-hmm. so I don't know how much of Canada you've seen but in the latest one they had 
have you seen much of it? So I have, so my brother-in-law, no, my brother lives in Canada and my sister-in-law and my nieces are all Drag Race fanatics and they specifically told me don't bother watching Canada because it's really boring. Really? Yeah. Now, is it a bit boring? (laughs) Maybe. But like, like, you don't get the drama. But they turn, like the, the first challenge of season three was a mini challenge which was a run with like a fashion spring summer fall look where they had to take something like kind of streetwear and do it as a mini challenge and then for their maxi challenge they had to take the clothes that were on their back and turn it into a high fashion look Ooh. so they do these challenges that haven't happened in the main series and they turn them upside down in this really fun ways there was like a seven deadly sins ball where they all had to like dress in, in honor of one of the seven deadly mm-hmm. sins so they do the best makeover challenges in season one they did over the the rainbow rare Railroad, which were a group of uh, immigrants to the to Canada and a charity that helps them and did them as a makeover challenge season two they took people who uh, I think it was like didn't go to their prom because they didn't feel included and had a prom for oh. them in the season they just do these really brilliant challenges it's just they don't know how to film kind of you know good drama I know what you mean but they also had, was it was uh, Trudeau the first head of state on a drag race mm-hmm. show yeah no, drag race yeah he, Trudeau joined Canada versus the world as well so yeah yeah so I definitely would recommend okay Canada, I will get into it um that would have caused some a family rift. no there'll be no rift but no I was just I was saying to them I was like um get the girl get them into Espana because like mm. it's educational because you're learning Spanish but also the drama they are so Spanish they are so shady they like there apparently is no I don't know if it's on at one o'clock in the morning but like they're just full-on foul language it's like just be, yeah. being in real seeing them in front of you in real time like there doesn't seem to be any filter any editing and I love the no. judging panel as well I think they're so fab yeah the judges <laughs> I think are the be- one of the best things about Hispania that, I have to say Hispania is brilliant as well and what I love about the international franchises is just the cultural exchange mm-hmm. the characters they do on Snatch Game who are these minor celebrities the lip sync songs like I've discovered many of Italian and, and Spanish artists who I didn't know before from the show and that's just what I love about you know queer culture and they they love an overlooked pop hit and they always appear on as a lip sync song yeah I, that's it. as someone who does not keep up with the seasons constantly i think i from all the international f- f- flims and flams and every other kind of like yeah. franchise of drag race i think one thing that says staple is you get at least one or two from every single part around the world that like stretches across the drag universe uh, like whatever you say Canada mm. I was like I haven't seen that oh wait Jimbo and then I thought wait well, yeah, I mean UK drag race yeah I like kind of like have fallen out with that and then you have your people that you're kind of like yes grab each from there I think it's done a great thing the franchise as bringing it out from these are happening separately or obviously even before the UK kind of like went into its kind of job of it I think people would be like oh mm. that can only happen there but now they've kind of all dipped in and around each other into more of a family of we've all been through the same stuff now <laughs> yeah yeah do you prefer international franchises that Rue's there or when Rue isn't there <sighs> I don't know um I don't know I kind of I kind of like when it's kind of cool when she's not there because it's like basically a completely different show and obviously mm. the host is somebody that in that country is like really famous and really respected and you're like I have no idea who this person is so it's kind of funny um, <laughs> I think my favourite was 
the I liked the mystery episode of UK where Rue just didn't show up and Michelle Massage yeah. was like, This is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you know. I would like Michelle to be on every episode. I wouldn't mind so much if Rue was there. Or not. I actually think that would work. <laughs> And the th- the reason is I prefer the one international ones that Rue isn't there. Like Rue's great at what they do, and they're like you know so exciting for the queens to get to meet RuPaul. But especially when it comes to the UK and even like Australia, it's like Rue doesn't know the nuances of a Kim mm. Woodburn and yeah. stuff like that. And then like then you just have the queens cater to what Rue likes because at the end of the day he's cutting the check or he's pinning yeah. the Rue Peter badges onto their chest. Whereas I feel like. In the in the other seasons where you have native queens who are at the head of the realm, like I just think you get a better cultural exchange, yeah. and you get a better sort of experience of that yeah, culture. That's a Here. really good point. I hadn't thought of that. As long as I don't bring bring back Santino Rice, I'm happy out. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Honestly, that's 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 all I'm wishing for. What about Merle Ginsburg? Happy about her? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the original series has changed so much over the 15 years. Mm. Um, I would say mostly for the good. Um, but the kind of hot topic of season 15 is like the TikTok or the COVID queens versus the old school, and there's a bit of contention there. It's you know I had to work my way up, yada yada, you know. Where you, you've got Sugar and Spice who are literally not old enough to perform in a club so they have not been allowed to regardless of COVID so they kind of are learning their craft in front of a, a camera you know um, mm-hmm. so wh- what do you think about that like what are the pros and cons and where do you think it's going to go well I think ultimately the drag scene on Drag Race or what you need to be good at in order to succeed in Drag Race is different from what yeah. you need to succeed at to be a drag queen in the real world. I think several times I've seen queens on the show. I think Anita Wiglet is somebody who was on it recently enough who where I look at it and I go, really fun queen, but just doesn't have the strengths in the right areas to be a good drag race queen. Mm-hmm. It's very aesthetically driven drag race. And you, you know, you could probably get away by not being that funny all the time or maybe not have th- that great presence or performance talent if you can get away on a look and a clever idea a lot of the time whereas being in a club you have like three minutes to impress and you need to be able to leave a mark so I actually think it's a totally different set of skills I'm not mad at it TikTok or Instagram queens coming on the show for that reason because they have practiced in the shadow of this show and that means they will make good tv mm-hmm. it's just they will still need to spend time to practice it in in you know the real world and i think if someone has a chip on their shoulder to say you know i've been slogging at this for 12 years to get get here it kind of undermines how hard it can be to build a social media presence as well like that's difficult mm-hmm. navigating social media is difficult for the mental health it, it can give you a lot of like dopamine drops and all that sort of stuff so it's kind of unfair to, to undermine hard work on that front as i well. think so and i i wonder as well like will it become a thing that not every drag queen ticks every box so maybe sugar and mm. spice will live online primarily and they might you know if they become rue girls kind of full-time um for however long the contract is they'll go around and they'll do the tour but like their first love they might just stick with the kind of online whereas some would be more the comedy queen some would be more maybe everyone won't be an all-rounder but will like specialize yeah yeah exactly and i mean you can like people can be funny in a sketch at home but not be good at improvising a celebrity impression yeah 
you know they're totally different skill sets and standing up there in front of a crowd for 40 minutes and keeping them entertained is different from writing a stand-up set for three minutes they're totally different skill sets so yeah i mean if you like that people will have different boxes to tick and once they're happy with what they're doing, then that's all that's really exactly. important. Exactly. Um, Keen, I feel like the two of us could just talk for like <laughs> the rest of our lives about Drag Race, but we should probably wrap it up. But before we go, uh, two very important things. First of all, plug, plug, plug your pods. Tell us what's happening. Sure. The podcast is Sissy That Pod. It is, uh, we're covering season 15 now. Uh, my longtime co-host has has left to pursue other endeavours. So I'm writing solo this uh, going forward, but I'm going to have a rotating cast of, of co-hosts. So for this season, it's the wonderful actress and comedian Erin McGathy, who's going to be joining me for season 15. So I'm very excited for that. So that'll be out every Monday. Or if you're kind of catching up and you're up to season 15, we've been covering every season since UK season one in 2019. So you've got some back catalogue there. Oh, I love that. Erin was fab, by the way, on her first episode. Okay. Um, but also I love how you're like, James has left. So obviously James instantly vo- voice noted me all of his thoughts on the episode and then you just relayed <laughs> yeah, them did. to the audience. So he hasn't fully left. But when, whenever one of us was uh, off the podcast we'd, we'd have to share our thoughts with it you know it's such a habit that we're in so I'm, I'm expecting a voice note every week so excellent okay well listen we'll look forward to it and before we let you go um what are your predictions for season 15 do you have a front runner I, I mean it's hard to see past sasha colby uh, she's like such a legend and drag someone who i like heard of before that you were even on the show um, so I definitely would think I'll see her in the top I'd like to see Marsha 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 in the mm-hmm. top I'd like to see Mistress in the top and I'm I don't want to say very excited because I know it's going to be upsetting for them but I'm very intrigued to see who's going to fall first Sugar or it's Spice it's going to be Sugar who are on. twins you think I so? Do. and will Spice leave with her? no I think that they have decided like we will back each other we will fully support each other but if one of us gets through, the other person will be supporting beside the scenes. That's the vibe I get from them. I think they're very okay. smart. But what do you think? You're the experts. Well, one thing one thing about we you know about drag race is you can predict the production at times. And we I can guarantee there will be a sugar versus spice lip sync. Oh, 100%. Life, and they'll have to go against each other. And one of them will have to go home. And I, I wonder, will it be like the the Raven and Juju B lip sync from All Stars 1 where they just stood there and cried for three <laughs> minutes? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, th- th- that's RuPaul's favourite lip sync. So you never know. That might They might <laughs> use that and they might both stay. Who see? Who okay. Knows? Well, Keen Sullivan, thank you so much. Um, Sissy That Pod, everybody go and listen to it. And Keen... You better walk that fucking duck. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely not a cult. Oh my God. What a hot girl, Claire Bear. Honestly. Claire Bear, twice in one day. Goodness. No, he's wonderful. And honestly, Sissy That Pod, even if you're like a casual Drag Race fan, it's just, it's a beautiful listen. It's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. And I love Keen's voice as well. I've told him that to his face, so it's not true. <laughs> Never told that. Me, that's my face. Uh, only joking. Yes, you do all the time. Um, yeah, it's a simple way as a stand heart. I mean, and in that, I mean, same wavelength, in that same body, 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 Claire, what is one thing that you're going to do this week to embody, body, the hot girl energy? 
Well, Connor, you know, when you're busy working away, you're living your life, you're typing and you can feel somebody hovering over your shoulder and you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm obviously busy. Go away. Why are you hovering over my shoulder? Well, that's how I kind of feel about the January sads. I feel like they're hovering in the background. They're about to interrupt my lovely life and go, sorry, excuse me. Do you want to feel a bit shit about yourself? (laughs) So what I'm going to do to counteract that is because this is something that we should all be doing when we live in Ireland pretty much from September until you know spring until the sun is really out and we should be getting that vitamin d into us now Mm. i have it at home i just forgot to take it i was taking it you know september october feeling good forgot it was even a thing so that's one thing i'm gonna do i'm just gonna be lorrying the vitamin d into myself what's his name it's gonna be <laughs> he, she, or they, you know, um, you're being very exclusionary there, assuming that it would be a man. But um, it's actually going to be for free because I have fuckloads of vitamin D at home. I just forgot that it was a thing. So I'm going to do that and I, I'm going to be in a lot better mood, even though I'm not in a bad mood. But that little hovering in the background of mm. the January sads, I firmly believe that that's something that is going to combat it. So everyone, go and get yourself some D in your life. If you haven't already, because we live in a very dark country. So, Connor, what's one thing you're going to try and do this week to embody yaddy yaddy the hot girl energy? <laughs> well, I mean, Claire, you hit the nail on the head. You hit it right in the D. Um, I <laughs> think you have witnessed me this week already crumble um, and fall and uh, then rebirth myself like a born phoenix uh, back to life. Um, the, 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 uh, yeah, the January scaries do get awful heavy every now and then. And um, I think one of the things that you do have to remember is that you are not alone in any of this. Um, you have people that love you and care for you wherever they are. Um, I mean, uh, an issue shared as an issue halved. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, Claire has been on the, <laughs> been on the WhatsApp message with uh, me wherever I'd send it going, fuck this, everybody's a piece of shit. I hate life. And then I get a little brain tingle of a, no, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, you're, you're amazing, you look like a evangelista, and you've got a fat ass, and uh, it immediately sends my um, serotonin into the atmosphere, and uh, it brings me, it gets away the dark clouds, um, so, and then makes me also remember that I need to eat and go for a walk. <laughs> oh my god, honestly. So, I think Get- um, a way to embody yaddy yaddy that... Uh, Hawker Energy is to um, reach out to your friends um, take time to make sure that you're not taking everything on yourself and that uh, everybody loves you and nobody hates you and you're gorgeous <laughs> and I have to say you have already started doing this I have noticed that in the last couple of weeks you have been very good at sharing your feelings and having your little vents and then afterwards you are like oh, I feel better and I'm like well thank you for telling me that also you're gorgeous and your ass is fat and your brain is big and everybody loves you <laughs> um, uh, external yeah, validation no. external validation hot girls get yourself a friend that talks to you the way Connor Finn talks to me you are, you always know exactly what to say to make me feel better you can feel me stressing and you're like I think you're pretty no like obviously I'm being flippant but 
it's it's very healthy to talk to your friends about your issues it's very healthy to vent openly in the confines of a private conversation or a private whatsapp thread and you will feel better afterwards and if you're listening to this saying i don't actually have anyone like that that i can talk to dm us we're very nice we'll dm you back and tell you that your ass looks really good today (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we always do it <laughs> so you can contact us we're at real hot girl pod on insta and tiktok Mwah. we have an email address real hot girl pod at gmail.com you and got mail we, i know we are being very coy about our first live show but it's 90 percent booked and over the line and i think just for superstition reasons I want to just have it all confirmed before we tell you. So maybe next week, but it's going to be fun and you should definitely come. Yeah, absolutely. And Claire, I mean, can we say it? Will we do it? Will we make it happen? Till next time. <laughs> Stay hot, Stay hot, girl. Stay hot, girl. <laughs> 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 we love you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>